Welcome to the Cyber Cookie, the podcast where we discuss all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Dara Reynolds, and in this episode, we're talking to David McNamara, CEO of Comsec, about some important decisions for SMEs regarding their security journey. We'll discuss topics like the best long-term strategic decisions needed to be taken, whether it differs depending on the size of your organization, what quick fixes can help, how has hybrid working impacted the risk, and how much does it cost to make an organization cyber neutral. This episode is essential listening for any SME that wants to stay ahead of the curve in cybersecurity. So whether you're a small business owner, a cybersecurity professional, or just someone who's interested in learning more about cybersecurity, this episode is for you. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to follow, like, and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. The more people who know about the cyber cookie, the more people we can help stay safe online. So without further ado, let's get started. Go ahead, David. What are the best long-term strategic decisions, actions needed to be taken by organizations? I suppose, first off, if I was starting out as a business, I would try and align to a standard uh, information security framework standard, such as ISO 27001 or NIST or, or one of those that will actually give you uh, if structure and governance around IT security so that when you do eventually go for the certification, you're already gathering the evidence, you already have controls in place. So strategically, that's what I would do. I'd make sure it's aligned to, to the needs of the business, obviously, and the goals of the business um, in terms of not only the business strategy, but the overall IT strategy as well. Um, okay. They just need to be short because they're, they're, they're two to 300 words, the, the, the article. So yeah. um, does it differ depending on the size of the organization? Not really, because it's really about the data you're trying to protect. Um, so, and it is obviously personal identifiable information or PII, mm-hmm. but also the, if it's financial data, if it's um, health data. So it really doesn't matter. You know, the controls should be in place yeah. for any data you're holding uh, would would be what I would suggest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if the question was, you know, does depending on the size of the budget or the organization, that'd be a totally different question. And obviously, you can do more with more money and you have to be clever, um, box clever with, with budgets. So, yeah, if the question was slightly different in terms of budget, what would your answer be? Well, if it, it depends on budget. Yeah. How much can you afford to spend uh, and where should you spend it? What's the best bang for your buck? Again, it's a, aligning to one of those standards will give you an understanding of the gaps where you are against kind of best practices. So therefore, you can start using, um, you know, your budget, get the quick wins, first of all, and put a plan in place for maybe investing it as you go up the stack and start to get more business in, like every company when they start yeah. off, it's small. So it's really how much do you spend? You're not going to go spend millions on, on security when you can put in place a plan and just grow uh, with the needs of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And what would those quick fixes be? Maybe a couple of bullet points. Yeah. Well, it's like I've always said, you know, there's three things that you really need to be doing that will help secure your infrastructure is um, one, enable MFA wherever you can, so multi-factor authentication. 
Uh, so I have a second method of verifying your credentials coming in. Uh, the, the second thing is do your security patches. Absolutely make sure they're done uh, at all costs because that's where the vulnerabilities are exposed um, and that's where the, there would be malicious actors get in. And the third thing I would suggest would be educate your users as much as possible, yourself and your users. Make sure you know uh, what the types of risks are to your business and how hackers and attackers can get in. Yeah, you're probably assuming they already have a decent anti-ransomware, anti-malware package in place and they have firewalls. Yeah, like you're assuming that you don't even need to have that. Those three things alone, if you're using yeah. applications outside, you know, like, so Sage Accounting, for example, make sure MFA is on. Yeah. Um, any of that other applications that you're using, you need to run your business, you know, make sure you have that in place. But educating yeah. your users is key in the security batches. Yeah, I think, I think I read there one of the statistics, you know, really in the high 90s percentage, if you have MFA turned on, you'll thwart, you know, a lot of those attacks. So that's one statistic um, the journalists can look up. Yeah, um, including your backups, put an MFA on your backups as well. Um, yeah. And encrypt your backups. Uh, the other quick win you can do. Doesn't cost a whole lot of money to do. So, sure. Yeah. Do organizations need outside help or can they hire internal experts? What's your opinion on that? Well, it, it really depends on the size of organization as well. And again, what data you're going to protect. Like uh, banks typically would have their own security teams uh, in place. But for companies who, who can't afford that level of security and, and just hiring people for to do IT security, yeah, use external help where possible. Um, managed service providers uh, like ourselves, for example, would specialize in that and get advice from experts. And it won't cost you a fortune either. Like trying to hire somebody, maintain them, keep them um, in place uh, can be quite costly. So yeah. using a third party, like even our CISO as a service, our DPO as a service, can yeah. be quite useful, you know, if you're just getting advice, you know, once one, two days a month, that can, that can work very well for a lot of organizations who are our clients at the moment uh, and really value that service. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, we hear this question a lot. What is more dangerous, technical issues or human risk? <laughs> um, it can be both, but typically human risk. So it, that's one of the biggest uh if you like instigators for uh, malicious actors to get in is to use, you know, phishing and smishing and other types of techniques to, to try and get humans to click on links, um, which they do. So that, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, educating your users is key and a, a, a consistent uh, approach and measurement around that training is, is going to be very useful for an organization. Yeah. Um, the next question, how has hybrid working impacted the risk? Well, it, it's it's increased it substantially, really, because people are working remotely. They're hungry for information. Um, they're working in isolation. They can't turn around and talk to a colleague to say, I just got this uh, phishing or this email in. Is this legit? So they, they might try and you know click on links that they shouldn't. Uh, could be spear phishing, just targeting them, maybe CEO fraud. So the, the risks are are increased significantly based on hybrid working. Yeah, sure. And we've seen bring our own devices as well, come into that yeah. mix as well. 
And um, how much does it cost? Uh, oh, sorry, there's one more. How do you audit what is necessary and what's at risk? So again, this is going back to what I mentioned at the beginning, which is look to a standard uh, and audit against that standard to see what your exposures are. So that way you can identify the risks to your particular business um, and the data that you're managing on behalf of your clients as well and who has access to it, uh, why do they need access, is MFA in place, how is it secured, is it encrypted, are laptops encrypted? You know, So there's lots of different, different questions uh, you can ask, but again, go to a standard and base it on that because at least that will give you uh, a gap analysis of where you are versus uh, where you should be. That's great. Um, you might have touched on this already, but uh, how does it, how much does it cost to make an organization cyber neutral? Uh, does it depend on size, et cetera? Um, again, it's down to what you're protecting and the risks to your business. The more people you have, the more likelihood that there's going to be uh, risks. Um, Larger organizations, as, as we've seen in the press lately, have been hit and hit significantly. Uh, third party providers have been hit. So there's lots of different mechanism ways uh, malicious actors can get in. So it really is how long is a piece of string. Um, you can have all the cybersecurity in the world and you still have an exposure. But uh, what you're trying to do is make it as awkward for the cyber criminal to get in. Um, and maybe target somebody else and not you. But it's like, you know, with a house, you know, if you don't have an alarm on it, you're at risk. But if you have an alarm on a dog, you know, you're less at risk. So it's yeah. what are you going to put in place there? So you're becoming probably more carbon, or sorry, cyber neutral. There's probably no such thing as complete cyber neutral, but you're getting, no. you're reducing the risk as you, as you go up the, the, the levels of cyber security. Yeah. Um, and the last one, uh, how important is upgrading strategies each year in brackets or sooner? Well, I think with any strategy, it needs a view between kind of 18 months to three years, ideally. Yeah. Um, and obviously checking what's happening in the market as well, like the latest threats that come out and maybe adapt those strategies to to uh, to fulfill your, your business needs and, you know, how you're going to operate securely uh, in business. So keeping an eye on those threats out there as well is just as important part of your strategy because new ones come out all the time, as we've seen uh, recently as well. Um, with the CEOP, um, uh group. So again, that's, that's actually worth mentioning. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Cyber Cookie. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode informative and helpful. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at solutions at comsec.ie. You can also find more cybersecurity resources and services on our website at www.comsec.ie. That's C-O-M-M-S-E-C. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.